Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 27th of April 2014. I've been busy here, still catching up with a lot of things I had postponed over the years, in fact, and uh, the things that can't be postponed any longer to get things out of the way and shaped up for the future because we're moving on, we're moving on, as I say, fast into the new society. There's nothing scary about it to me because I've been reading about it all my life and the big boys love to print their books out and when they retire generally, uh, their memoirs, etc. And uh, they tell you so much but nobody bothers to read it anymore. The media won't tell you anything about it because they, they're part of the controlled system. They tell you what to worry about, what not to worry about or what to ignore completely. And they cannot be trusted actually for anything at all now. There's so much lies, in fact, being spewed out right now from the media to do with the upcoming possible wars and so on. And the recycling of old photographs from other countries with chemical weapons being used over and over again. So many cons have pulled in the past, you could never ever trust them, ever, ever again. But as I say, they're, they're part of the, the system of control. Well, I've gone through the history often of the media, especially in the US and, and Britain too, uh, run by the big boys who belong to the biggest club in the world, basically the editors, the owners of the newspapers. They, they know their role in pacifying and entertaining and misleading the public. And it's, that's just a fact, folks. News has nothing to do with truth. Uh, never forget that news has nothing to do with truth. The truth is hard to find out in your own personal lives uh, with those around you, but never mind trying to get it from people with political uh, agendas or, or geopolitical agendas and so on. It's a, a very difficult thing, especially since mankind has, is incredibly unscrupulous, uh, especially the power brokers. Most folk will lie, and petty white lies, of course, to achieve something or simply disclose or hide something which is their own business. But the big boys who are into power think nothing of lying continuously to the masses of the public. Uh, they don't blush. The psychopaths don't blush, of course. And uh, they can rationalize to themselves and each other because all psychopaths know each other and they can actually work awfully well together. But uh, they say it's for the greater good with themselves at the top being the greatest. So they get the greatest of all goods, you see. And that's how the world really runs. Uh, we are the proles, as George Orwell said, in 1984, his book, and the pros don't count, he said, the pros don't count. It's only necessary once in a while to get them on board for public opinion, for support for wars and things, and the easiest trick in the book is to smear other people, take them out of context and all the rest of it. They've done this for centuries and centuries. Nothing new it under the sun, they say. And there truly isn't, there's nothing new under the sun, except that in ancient times they didn't have photography and newsreels which they could edit and, and, and alter, etc., etc. So seeing is not believing anymore, hasn't been since the invention of photography. In fact, when you go into the history of the scams that were pulled at the very beginning, uh, never mind the present. So you've got to think for yourselves, if you want to think at all. It is very, very true the saying that ignorance is bliss. You can't get a truer saying than ignorance is bliss because only those who, who are happy are, are blissfully ignorant, in fact. They're, they accept the world as it's been presented to them and, and they've been indoctrinated into believing since childhood. They question nothing. Uh, they, they, they think you're paranoid if you come up with alternate facts on anything. I mean facts, 
on anything. Facts don't count, you see, with agendas. Facts really don't count. And most folk, when they're, they're, they're perfectly conditioned, take the mainstream news, like Brzezinski said, as the gospel truth, uh, and expect the media to do the reasoning for them. In other words, they expect the media to tell them what to be angry about or worried about, because the media, they think, is an appendage to their brain for their reasoning. And, of course, it's nothing of the kind at all. Information has always been used to fool people, always been used to fool people. So much so that if you have a very strong opinion on something in these days, you might be a useful idiot without knowing it. You've all had experience, I'm sure, of trying to, what the popular term today is, wake up, which is the wrong term to, to use, just like conspiracy theory was all given to you as well. Terminology is generally given to you by those who control the system. I had to, uh, to ridicule whatever you're talking about, or they bring in aliens or something, or, or the old Rosicrucian stuff which they revive, and they tell you to vibrate higher, you know the truth, etc. But the, the fact is, uh, information has always been a con, always been a con. From ancient times, for instance, it took power, Powerful people, even a little clique, a big family, to dominate its neighbors before it could set its sights on dominating and creating what was called a nation. And it's very difficult to do with a big family because generally you're up against a much bigger population who, who will fight back. And big armies, um, if you've got a big army to protect you and defend you, to keep make sure you stay in power, to conquer more territory for your own family as kings and queens did, you need other things to back you up. You need, number one, money. Without money, folk go home. The, ar- the army dissolves. It can only carry what it can plunder, and it, and it go home. Uh, with invention of money, that was the key to all powers from then to the present time. Not military might. Money buys military might. Uh, money gets countries into debt. The countries in debt will do what they're told by the big bankers they owe the money to. Because the bankers control the world. This is very simple. They control all monies in the planet. There's no mystery of money at all. It's an elaborate con. And uh, it's been used for thousands of years for this purpose. But you also need generally a religion to back it up too. In ancient times, pre-Christian times, uh, we saw the the different uh, uh, religious groups from Egypt onwards who would back up the Pharaoh and keep the people in their place through through fear and terror of all-seeing eyes, etc., or the, the, the eye in the sky of the deity, that kind of thing. It's very easy to do once you get the ball rolling, and it's much easier to do too if you can back it up with a paid military where you've got cash to pay them, and you give them extra privileges, because with money you can buy prostitutes, you can buy whatever you want. Money is the key to all power. Some people always focus uh, every generation on the military power. The military power is subordinate to the economic power that rules them all, including the nations. So very early on in human existence, those who discovered the power uh, of money naturally monopolized uh, for themselves the ability to create the money. And that's why they had to get other branches going out into politics to run governments, advising kings and queens and, and of the present-day governments of today. It's amazing how governments say it's good to be in debt. It's somehow good for us to be in debt. Well, debt is slavery. It cannot be defined as any other thing. 
It's slavery. It goes back to the Old Testament. It was taken from the five books of Moses. Debt is slavery. And that was all okay in those days too. If you put yourself into financial debt, then you, your children, your offspring born into the debt uh, were also owners owned by the master who owned you. And nothing much has changed today. We call it citizenship. And we find that that uh, the citizenship is really a battle to see who has the right to tax you. Because you're a productive unit, you're an economic unit. And uh, this has always been understood by the con men who manage money. And today, of course, it's backed by nothing anyway, which certainly takes a leap of faith. So they're very religious at the top with a leap of faith. But they find as long as the public accept the, the, this faith thing, then they can keep giving us pieces of paper. And this makes everything go round. But a lot of it is taken off you through taxes to keep a, another massive bureaucracy above you going. Because without the bureaucracies, you see, uh, that the money couldn't be passed on. The big, big, big cut of it couldn't be. And believe you me, it's a huge cut even the bureaucrats get. But they couldn't put the biggest cuts uh, back to the masters of the banks. Because the banks, the big banks, are international money lenders. And some of them, by the way, are not even banks. The international money lenders are not even banks. They don't have branches across the world or anything like that. But uh, they are the big moneylenders, and they're often families. And they run the worlds. They have to be pulled in uh, when big meetings go on for government to, to, to discuss the debt to debt. Can we, we want to go to war with these folk. Can we afford it? Then the bankers look to see what they can get out of it, of course, which is always to do with, with interest and compound interest over time and how much they'll project into the future according to how much they're going to get borrowed to keep this war going once it started uh, and supply, etc. It's great business. Because mankind truly, and, and when it comes to those who rule in power, it, it's not very nice at all. It's never been very nice. The history of the world has been one of slaughter. Slaughter. The history books, remember, were often written by those around kings and queens or, or ancient uh, Caesars and so on in ancient Rome. And they had to write the stuff at the time to suit the guy who, who was the top honcho, at least the representative of the top honcho, because even behind them there were the bankers, by the way, and who also collected the taxes. They were given the right to collect taxes off the general public. It's called tax farming. Uh, by the, the king, queen, or pharaoh, whatever it happens to be, in order to pay off the debt of the money that, was, that the king was borrowing, or nobility or aristocracy, to spoil themselves in their lavish lifestyles, and they gave the right to tax the peasants uh, to the tax farmers. Today they don't bother, they've got a, great, a better, even better front. They use the government to collect the taxes themselves, to pay off debts and so on, national debts, to the bankers. So the bankers, the hide behind the scenes, uh, are kept out of the picture and we, we just despise the, what we think is the, the taxation agencies. Plus, it, it saves the bankers sending out their tax farmers too. It saves them money. They can use the government to do it for them. So, it's all to do with how you perceive things. Perception management is, is as old as the hills, as they say. And that's an awful, awful long old hill there. So, we're living in a very predatory system. It's always been that way, as I say. Those who seek power are the top predators. Uh, they've got a, a polished art today, polished surface of respectability through the PR machines that run the media for us. But at heart, they're just the same power-hungry fiends that have turned armies loose on their own publics in, in ages gone by over and over again. We never seem to learn. We seem to think somehow, see, we'll fall for this thing called progress. 
No one ever defines what progress means. But there is an agenda here, by the way, a very old agenda. And whenever they say progress, they're talking about their own agenda, world domination, etc., by a new system as well, and an eventual uh, drastic reduction of populations, right into the, the genetic cloning of new slaves down the road. To serve the elite, you see. And all of that's called progress. We're told, we're told you can't stop progress. And we learn to part this stuff since, from, from childhood. You can't stop progress. Another one is, the only thing you can be sure of is death and taxes. So, you become acclimatized to what you, what's an inevitability, you see. A fatalistic outlook that nothing can ever be done. And this has all been taught to you by the predators who control you. Sad thing to imagine. The normal folk can't get into the headspace of the psychopaths. And they have big, big, huge world clubs, the psychopaths, including the banking clubs and so on. And we can't get into their headspace because you are not that, that way, you see. You're more human in your emotions and your reactions, your dealings with others. Uh, the one, those at the top don't have those, they call it impediments. The human emotion of, of, of uh, having empathy towards other people, especially ones of lower status. We're called the masses, the herd, the unwashed masses. This is what they call us, in, in fact. And, and, uh, and by the way, they got on television, uh, with their PR stuff and a little bit of acting, which that, that, all politicians now pay money to get basic deportment and acting. And it's paid for by the taxpayers now, it's by some expense. Uh, so they can con you better and how to present their con jobs over to you, you see. Now, it's also a, very, a truism in politics uh, that uh, you can't please all of the people all of the time. So they don't intend to, but they try to, to please as many as they possibly can by saying the things which uh, are unquestioned by the masses. Very simple things. Election time is unemployment education. It's just a, a mantra they go through. And and that that means that they feel your pain. In other words, the topics which are important to you, uh, they, they, they at least recognize on the surface. But mind you, these are born liars, they're telling you this stuff. They feel nothing for you, and they want to enrich themselves and have money for their own progeny to go off in the future, living awfully, awfully well off of you. Because the history of the world is one of, of slavery, and, uh, and, and Charles Galton Darwin said it. In his book, The Next Million Years, he says there's always been slavery in one form or another, and we are in the process of creating a more sophisticated form of slavery. And what he meant was, is the system you're in today, you don't know you are a slave. Ask people what they worry about. What do they worry about? Money. Most divorces start off with, with, with and the lower classes especially, they get hurt first, over fighting over money for basic essentials. You can't have a harmony when you're fighting and squabbling over bare essentials because you're both terrified, the male and the female, the children, the whole thing. Everyone's terrified of being evicted. Whatever it happens to be, it's fear, fear, fear is promoted. But that also goes all the way up the ladder too because most classes live to, to the outputs of their income. And the middle classes want to emulate the higher classes and so they're up to eyeballs in debt too. So they have as much arguing going on as well. So no one's really happy in the system of money because there's no level uh, of, of say, happiness. There's no happiness scale. And you say, well, we reached it today. I don't want to, to go any further than this. I've got enough money coming in. Because money 
is an elastic thing. You don't control it. Someone else stretches it when it suits them. And it can either buy that same bag of rice for the same amount of money, or it might cost you ten times the amount of money to buy that same bag of rice because some person you never meet has jacked the prices up. So a bunch of excuses, of course, about oil and demand, supply, and so on like that. Whereas what you'll find at the top, there are no strictly independent corporations, international corporations. You have cabals, cabals that have taken over all the world's resources, working together, which means there's a hierarchy and near the hierarchy of every corporation, there's a crossover man who belongs to other circles. That's how Quigley described this as well. Because they must all work together on the same agenda so they can all profit and keep everybody else in the dark as to go forward with this agenda. And this agenda brings on wars. This agenda uh, has the publics of all countries uh, paying for armies, big armies they can't afford generally, because they're non-productive. But the big boys themselves see armies as being productive for their private corporations, because they're the guys who grab the oil and so on, the minerals and the resources uh, for the big boys during wartime. That's their job. That's their job. Whoever their enemy is supposed to be or some bad guy is often irrelevant. Irrelevant. Because you can smear anybody and create one-sided picture and even make it a law that you believe it. And the public will obey. And believe this is the rottenest guy who ever lived in history. I remember Ronald Reagan's time where he painted about three different people during his, his, his time in office as the great Satan, one after the other. They just dropped the last one. I guess Satan jumps from body to body. But this is how they do things. And it didn't change during the Clinton era. It didn't change during during uh, all the presidents that have been up to the present once a day. It's the same techniques used, same propaganda techniques used to demonize your enemy, you see. And you can't believe, honestly, you can't believe anything you, you read or hear from the mainstream when it comes to, to these kind of topics because the slant spins and outright lies given to you all the time. Because if you, the first thing you must do for war purposes is to get the, get public opinion behind you. So you create public opinion. I've talked about Bernays, who was only one uh, of guys who were taught the secret arts of mass controls. Very ancient art amongst people he knew from his own history line, actually. And, and he talked about creating propaganda. He boasted after World War I that he and his cronies in the PR business had managed all the PR to get America in the U.S. into World War I. He boasted afterwards that caused a bit of a stink. But people remember things for very long. And before they had that, uh, people were objecting to it. And came the Great Depression caused by the bankers again. And the oil boys who were manipulating and standardizing all the oil under standard oil, etc., etc. And uh, you're diverted off again to basic necessities. Oh, this is what you have to worry about. Getting food, your, your rents, your mortgage, accommodation, basic things. You're back to that again. They get fed up living through this ongoing agenda, don't you? And I'm telling you, nothing surprises me because once you've read their agendas and you keep up their geopolitics strategy, uh, then you know what's coming, every step of it. To whom and who's going to get hammered next and what pretense and how they'll launch it to the public to believe and all that. It's, it's awfully boring. Bo- it gets awfully boring knowing what they plan to do, how they'll manage the public's minds and so on. It's sad, isn't it? Very sad. 
But, but even alternate news too gets caught up in this because a lot of them, not all of them, but some of them are really fake. I've read some of the articles that have come out and I understand how spins are created and some of them even take up, um, things from mainstream who are demonizing somebody and, and they alter it. They alter it to make the guy really, really nasty. And when it's found out that, that some major media altered some interview, they, they don't retract their story. That's, that's the giveaway. They don't retract it and say, oops, we're, sorry, we're about, sorry about that. So everything is a war of words. War of words. That's why in, in the old Hebrew uh, writings, they talked about in the beginning, God spoke the worlds, the realities into existence. Spoke, the spoken word, you see. And it used to surprise me as a child, right? I, I used to really dig into the meanings of things and why, why this word was so important. And in the New Testament, you find that in the beginning was the word. You see, the word. Now we have the lost word in Freemason and all this kind of stuff. It's all connected, you see, the words. Now, words today are neurolinguistics, also called psycholinguistics. Words are used to perfection because with, with an authoritative figure, using the right sequence of words, and a whole process from A to B to wherever, to the end of his spiel, his spiel, then he must bring you to a desired conclusion. Most folk accept the, the conclusion as their own. It never occurs to them that they're being lied to. It doesn't occur to them they're being led to, the, to this belief and this opinion. But you've met them all in the streets. You'll never meet so many opinionated people as the average Joe. You'll never meet them because they have an ego. Number one, they have an ego. And if they haven't heard something from the mainstream, it cannot be true or it can't be important. Regardless of the evidence you give them, it doesn't really matter to them. They'll give you that knowing smile like, yeah, sure. And, uh, and, and they're quite happy and they're ignorant. They think they're informed. Don't get me wrong. They think they're informed. I mean, you see, who should be paranoid when you're born into the system? Uh, if you're paranoid into it and, and think that people are there to use your minds and create your opinion and basically use you, that creates a paranoia naturally. Because you're taught who would want to do that? Well, guess what? All governmental systems have always wanted to do that. And they do it. Quite simple. Quite simple. So the art of controlling masses goes back thousands and thousands of years. And it's a science. A science has never been lost at any time down through history. And it's always been taught to the select few. You see. And they in turn work for their masters who run the money system which is a great con job. When you have to go to university to get a degree in economics to add things and subtract things, there's something wrong with it because it should be so simple. And there is something wrong with it. It's cons. It's called conology. Conology. And we're brought up with a perfect art today of conology. Governments also have discussed it many times, and I've given the quotes from many, many of the, uh, the philosophers that work for them, etc., and those who work in the world think tanks for big global powers, where they said that it would be irresistible not to use drugs and chemicals, etc., 
to sterilize the population or bring them down or, or even bring on earlier deaths. And especially to dumb them down. So they're easier managed. I've read so many articles and I won't go over it again because of that. Go into the archive section at cuttingthroughthematrix.com to find out. If you really want to. Most folk don't really want this kind of stuff, you see. They want, they want what they think is, it's, it's an amazing technique too. See, most people want what they're taught and brainwashed to want. They don't know they're brainwashed. They don't know even, it's never even occurred to them that it might even be brainwashed. The perfect indoctrination to them means that they're perfectly indoctrinated. Perfectly. Not, not a little bit, but perfectly indoctrinated. The more opinionated they are, spilling off from mainstream, the more they're indoctrinated. But they think they're sane, quite sane, because everyone around them that believes in, in the system like this, uh, has the same opinions. They're all given the same opinions, you see. So most people, people don't really want truth. They have no spirit in them to find truth. And it's something else in you that makes you question. There's no doubt about that. And maybe the fact that certain inoculations didn't take on you and destroy enough brain cells. That's what it could be. But it's not helped by the food, the fluoride, and all the rest of the stuff, the, and the hormones, the xenoestrogens. Artificial estrogens like bisphenol, and I mean not just the A group, but all the other groups in bisphenol. Uh, it's not just that, it's, it's a combination of everything actually. But what people really want today is instant new news. That's why they call it news. It's just new info. Doesn't mean right, wrong, true, or false. Because we've all been taught through the commercialized system since Bernays especially that uh, anything, that anything that's a little bit older is bad. They use this technique to get young folk to stop talking to adults in the 60s as part of the communist revolution in the West. But it also was used by the marketing companies that also worked, by the way, in strategies to con and get the young folk to rebel, etc. It was used by the marketing companies to, to make you think that, oh, be snobbish about the age of someone else's car. Look down on it. Oh, it's an old so-and-so. You see, to make you purchase the new. You've all been trained into the new, and news is no different. People are trained thinking that if they miss that day's news, and whatever amount of terror and fear and hype is shoved in their face, then it might be detrimental to the survival of their own selves. In this, in, like the, the media is going to tell you the day there's going to be a grand apocalypse or something. You really think so? Keep tuning in. See, fear is a great immobilizer. It's also the, the, the technique that's used to make people comply, obey, obey. When you're fearful, you cannot think logically. When you're fearful, you're scared of everything. Everything. And fear grows like a cancer. You start becoming afraid of everything around you. And it's used as a weapon against you by those who understand perfectly well what they're doing. If you do, for instance, a radio talk, and I've done lots and lots of them, I'm doing lots more, by the way, you don't want to throw out a hundred different things at the public. In each one, they're helpless to change. So if they're getting that thrown in their faces every day through fear, hype, and so on, what's the purpose of it? 
It's a t- it has the purposes in itself. The medium is the message, as McLuhan said. It's to terrify you, and it makes you dysfunctional. It's just like watching a horror movie. I've gone into the, to the techniques of neuroscience and so on, and the behaviorism, and how they've studied us like, like no insect on the planet were the most studied species. And not just recently. Ancient stuff. Ancient stuff. And fearful people stop, stop believing in their own common sense. They stop believing in themselves. They look to those throwing out the fear to save them like a messiah. It's a fantastic thing that happens psychologically with them. Well understood. Used to the maximum during real warfare periods as strategy. Because as the public become more and more fearful and terrified, they look to either a supernatural creator to step in and help and stop it all, make the bad world go away, or else they turn to the politicians and, and say, please save us. And the politicians have a great field day during wars, a great time of applause, etc. And they can strut around like Nero and have their names all over the papers as they technically take credit for making decisions they had nothing to do with. But that's how the whole world is run. It's a vast system of acting and chronology to manage the minds of billions of people. Every nation has its big gang at the top. And the big gang is, is, is above the politicians. The politicians are the little workers whose job it is to contain the masses on behalf of those who own the country. And when you have wars, it's nothing to do with us against them. Our nation, you get the flag out, see the brainwashing, you think that little, be up, that little flag is you, you know. And away you go, because you're brainwashed, and you fight those guys with another flag over there, who've been brainwashed and believing theirs is the right flag and all that. And after it's all done and gone, whoever's won, you see, uh, the big corporations are behind it all and own uh, basically the governments, and, and of course the bankers behind that too, snap up just like they did in Iraq, all the damned oil fields, for instance. In Africa, they're, they're snapping up all. There's gold, diamonds, for God's sake. There's uranium, really high-grade quality uranium, all through uh, different parts of Africa, the Congo, etc. And um, all these natural resources big boys want for themselves. So they use your armies, like private armies, is a method of business. But you see, you, when you put that uniform on, are not taught this, and you never will be taught this, to find out why things are going. You're given the most simplistic, basic propaganda possible. And it's kept very simple to stop you thinking about it too much. Just accept it, don't think about it. That's why it's simple. It's often been said that wisdom brings sorrow, and great wisdom brings great sorrow. And there's no doubt that's true. That's true. Because we do, uh, once you have insight into what, how the world really works, and even how your fellow man works, for instance, um, you have to keep some kind of faith in humanity itself, or at the very least your own uh, way of, of conducting yourself, etc. Uh, or or you'll, you'll shatter, you'll go under. The psychopath doesn't do that, because they see every... Every great piece of wisdom is something to be exploited for their own personal benefit. And love to boast about it too. If you've ever met a bunch of businessmen, 
uh, chatting away underneath the little cordiality smiles and sniggers and so on as they share in-house jokes, you'll find that they're the top predators. It doesn't matter how old they become. It isn't just a sexual thing like Freud tried to say. The libido was the drive behind all things. Uh, it's not that at all. They love to conquer, conquer, conquer. They also love to talk about themselves all the time. And a trait of the psychopath is often to keep mentioning their own names. And so they call themselves by the third person. So you'll, you'll find, as I say, that everything really is controlled in the world by psychopaths, who certainly are clever enough to come to arrangements with other psychopaths for their own self-benefit. And the big top gangs that ran all nations and created the nations, in fact, is, is a nation even a natural thing when you think about it? Think about it. See, we take everything for granted without thinking about it. What kings used to, used to do before they were kings is the big family slaughters the ones next door. Eventually in come the money boys, they borrow money, they get a standing army, and they go off and conquer more people. Then they create the nation for themselves. Any attempt to do otherwise and create a, a more natural system of equality, etc., in a nation is always uh, infiltrated very quickly by those who seek power because power seekers are part of the psychopathic group. The average person really shuns power, in fact. They shun power. They don't need the, the, the groveling. They don't need the bowing and applause from others. Uh, they don't have to f- keep feeling they're striving and winning, winning, winning all the time. But the big players, regardless of their age, just like pedophiles, by the way, which is linked together, uh, they, they don't stop their bizarre behavior. It, it's with them till they die. It's an abnormality. Now, some people, and I, I, I queried this as well, I thought, well, Maybe that is the natural order of society. If it's always been a horror show of the dominant minority ruling over the majority, uh, often in horrific ways, horrific ways to keep the public in line. I mean, public displays of, of executions of the most horrible kinds at times to get the message across to obey, obey, obey authority. Then maybe that's the natural order. Maybe that's Maybe, maybe the psychopaths, the ones who we think are abnormal, are the normal ones. But what kind of world would it be if we were all psychopaths? We'd slaughter each other all the time until there's nothing left. Now, the psychopath, unfortunately, as I say, is not illegal. It's not illegal to be a psychopath. They won't test them at birth often for that. Now, they'll test, they'll test all the, the, the children amongst the cattle. Like the Gerfeck Project in Britain, for instance, they've won in England too, under a different title, and other European countries, and America's following suit, by the way, where they want perpetual psychological evaluation from childhood right through, so they can readjust and fine-tune you if you start thinking for yourselves and ask the wrong kinds of questions. In other words, anything that's really pertinent to reality. So you'll find that they wrote about this a long time ago, I've gone through some of the histories of the American Psychiatric Association, the World Psychiatric Association, from the history of Freud as a front man, of course, at his daughter Anna, who took over, and all those involved in it. They helped bring you free love and so on. They ended up with massive abortion factories all over the place. 
until every part of the Communist Manifesto, including the dehumanization of the individual, is an amoeba working for the state, a cog in the wheel, has come true. The average Joe literally doesn't care about the slaughter of his own kind. Or otherwise, you might say that he's more selective and what he cares about, because that, that's how he is. He's taught what to care about. Just like they can teach you to believe to, that the best music is this, and whatever they give you, whatever trash they give you today, is now the end thing. You'll see all the, the young uh, grab it, because you see, the youth are so easy to use. So easy. They want to believe that on the cutting edge of something. Especially when those who control the culture and those who tell them they're part of the revolution. Whatever revolution it might happen to be. And also taught that all that music they're hearing is from them, their own generation. They don't see all the old characters in the, the fuzzy suits, you know, uh, and tweed jackets. The ones who sit in the boards who plan the whole future of the culture and what's going to be made popular. It's the same bunch who gave you the, the what was called modern art. A few squiggles on canvas and suddenly it's, it's worth millions, supposedly, because they say so. Simply because they say so. Same with music. So the youth are always used naturally. And they're wide open, a blank slate, to be propagandized. If the proper format neurolinguistics put over, puts over the proper story to them in the right order and fashion, they'll always come to desired conclusions, thinking it's their own. So we're so well understood that, uh, as I say, everything would have to change. Everything would have to change for any kind of just society, if you can even get a just society. We've seen the supposed attempts in the past for it. They were complete fake. They were as that the communist system was a ruse to use the masses of the people for a particular clique to get in, and and funded by Western banks. So that wasn't a true experiment. It was certainly was an experiment on other forms of mass conditioning, with ultimate use of force and authority. But uh, it wasn't to, 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 to bring some utopia in at all. Never was, big boys. Never was. So can you even have any kind of equality when you have people arguing about the most petty, petty things? Today, you're being pushed into incredible austerity. I've told you so many times, the agenda for sustainability, Agenda 21 and so on, Millennium Project, all the same thing, is multifold. Lots of parts of the plan, you can all get access to the whole lot of it if you want to, download it. And I won't find it for you. I put it up many, many times before through links and talks I've given over the years. Well, thousands of talks I've given. And if you really are sincere and you need to know, if there's no spirit there, you won't, know, you won't want to know. It's too much trouble. If there's too much trouble, the spirit ain't there. The desire to know is something you can't turn off. You've either got it or you don't. Which means you'll work at something to find facts. Facts. All important facts. And it won't make you happy knowing the facts. It sets the mind free, because at least you now you know you're living in a con game. A perfect, scientifically designed con game. But it doesn't make you any happier. It doesn't make the, the evil bad world go away. It doesn't make more, more coins in your pockets uh, appear to jingle. 
or anything like that, because you're still stuck under the same thumbs as everybody else. And the tragedy, too, of anything that really tries to change something is that income all the fringe groups who are well used and, and so perfectly understood how we use them and, and they're created by them too by the big boys themselves to infiltrate and they're not looking for the basic needs to start with it's an old story and it's even biblical that they'll say if, if you want to teach someone something first fill their belly you can't teach someone starving so you get rid of the basic worries and essentials and you find you start thinking a bit more rationally when you've got some nutrition going through your brain and your body. And then you say, what's next is essential. You don't jump off into some, someone that is preoccupied with, with a joystick between their legs. That's being used, all these techniques, by those at the top. The priorities have to start with everybody gets fed. Stop all the terror and fear that everyone's living under. And then you can all start thinking rationally. And tempers that would once flare over certain topics won't be flaring anymore when eventually they can be brought up at the right time. As I say, we're so well understood. The art of destruction is the most powerful art there is. It's well understood. And the art of controlling billions of people is well understood and used constantly on a daily basis. Against you. I've said so many times the mind has no firewall. Be careful what you let in. Don't just jump at someone's opinion. Anybody's opinion, even mine. Unless you're happy parroting other people. Because you're too lazy to think for yourself. The problem you get into with politics and politicians is that you start parroting them. Oh, he speaks for me. I'm going to vote for that guy. He he says the things I think about. Does he? Does he really? You don't know who these characters are. Their whole persona is, is an engineered makeup from public relations companies. You haven't got a clue who they are. You'll never sit and wine and dine with them. But you're going to vote for them. Well, he speaks for, he mentioned this that I, I really care about him. So think about these, these little simple, basic, common sense things. And don't jump to, to parrot opinions off to other people. You've got folk that can't help themselves who think they're waking up. They, they, they're bubbling with all the data that have, they've, they've been downloaded with other, from others. And they want to unload it on everybody else. As though just speaking of this is going to stop all the evil in the world. And they're awfully disappointed when it doesn't. At the reactions they get. They're awfully disappointed, most of them. There's a time and a place to say something. If anything should be said at all, depends on the situation, where you are, with whom, when, and what you're going to say. Little things are often better to say, and you stick on it. If you want to try it at all, that is, you'll know right away if there's any point in saying anything. So mention one thing that will affect that person personally. Those who say and walk away will have to speak another day. Don't just unload them with a torrent of terrifying stuff like a nutcase. And that's what the big boys count on. 
that's why they give you stuff that's fear-based to hype and parrot, by the way. Because no one's going to listen to a raving lunatic. It turns them off. It's like someone selling their version of religion to you. So be very careful. Be very, very careful. Think for yourself. I've always said think for yourself. I've always said that. You're to think for yourself. And question things. Question even the topics that you think any side you're following is giving you. And ask why they're giving you these topics. These particular topics. As far as the world goes, you're living through an agenda. It's easy to find out what the agenda is. The big boys write about it in advance. I've mentioned Brzezinski many times. Top geopolitician. Guys who strategize on how to take down countries, how to overthrow countries, how to put their own puppet governments in, etc. Not for your country, although they'll use you like a private business and your armaments and all the rest of it. But for the clique who dominate the world, with their vision of their world being the naturally superior, who go off into the future with an own progeny take over. Think about it all. Think about it all. The whys of things. And why this or that is made popular. For you to parrot. I've said, Brzezinski said too, that, that eventually the public will be unable to reason for themselves. That was in his book, Between Two Ages, written in the 1970s. They'll expect the media to do their thinking and reasoning, reasoning for them. They have. They have. Don't take it like as a personal challenge. It's your job to go out and see the perfectly conditioned and deprogram them. You'll ruin yourself in the process and isolate yourself. And you'll gain nothing from it. You can only tell people who ask particular questions. And even at the very start, they may ask a pertinent question, but you'll, you'll know if they're a person who can grasp what you're saying and really wants to know, if they actually shut up and listen. If they ask the question and then talk over you with their opinions about it, when you try to reply, you're not talking to a person you're going to help. It's not, you're not able to do so. And the ancient mystery schools, they had vows of silence long before Christianity. Because the whole point was to learn and look and listen. The Freemasons use that too in English Lodge still today. And the point of it is, if you truly are wanting to learn, shut up and listen. And sometimes it's best not to even ask questions. Let the person doing the talking do their talking. Many of the questions that you'll feel like interrupting to ask will be answered if you keep, let them talk. But today we live in instant answers, bits and bites of information. The average person carries. They want drive-through coffees and drive-through answers. Make it sure I don't have the time. Such a person doesn't want to be educated, folks. And that's why you can only educate classes of people who really are selected for their ability to really listen and to have that drive spirit in them 
that helps them understand. And you don't have to tell them to listen. They'll do it automatically. Automatically. And if you're telling them something they, 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 they can't accept, that's fine. They can then say, oh, this is, this is, this is conning me, or this is fooling me, or something's wrong, or 90% this is, is, is good, but this last 10% does, doesn't seem to fit right. Go by your instinct, because that's generally true. Generally true, folks. But to think, do you really think there's such a powerful system that's brought in us into this stage of world-type governance, as they're calling it right now? Do you really think with all the untold finances that they have, countless finances, they don't have enough folk to go around and counter everything that's been done? Of course they do. I've gone through some of the history of spying, internal spying, in countries like England but from the Middle Ages, right up to the 1800s, into the early 1900s, where thousands of folk, thousands of, of folk were employed to spy on folk living in places just like London, to listen to gossip, to go around the coffee shops and the tea shops and the, and the bars. Listen to gossip. Lawrence, the so-called Lawrence of Arabia, that was his job to do as well. They sent him abroad due to the Arabian countries. And he was financed with other spies uh, to start up newspapers and then put topics in to affect the points of view, the memes you put out there, the themes and memes to get them all talking about things. And then they hired lots and lots of, of, of people to go around the, these bazaars and listen to their conversation to see if they were going along the desired way of thinking, were they discussing these topics were they taking the, the proper downloads of, of opinions from them, etc. Ancient, ancient arts. And today, somehow you think you're living where honest voices proliferate the internet or, or the airwaves or whatever it happens to be. And if they say something that you agree with, then everything else they say must be true. We're so incredibly, incredibly minutely understood through all the millennia of studying us. It's just incredible. Power never, ever relaxes. It never says, well, I've got it all now. It's, it's a great system. We can manage all the, the pros forever. Um, and relax. It never relax because because they're all, they almost always, they're ultra paranoid about power. People who are in power are always paranoid about holding on to it. And heads roll if any mistakes happen from all those employed to, to make sure that the power is maintained. But they never stop. And they employ more and more scientists all the time, more studies, countless studies every day across the world in thousands of universities and so on, and think tanks all on you and how your mind ticks. To ensure they can have complete power for the future forever. That's how intense this whole battle is. That's how intense it is. That was the old saying, the light against the darkness. All these sayings are ancient, ancient sayings. Pre-Hebraic and all the rest of it. 
and that the power elites who dominate your reality and give you your reality are always out to smash any light that shines through the chinks. Always out, they're always out to plug it up. But they've never had such abilities as they have today. The television was the greatest weapon ever devised and used from the start to condition the public on a mass scale, all getting the same conditioning at the same time. School does a similar thing too. But it's much easier to do it through fiction. There's how a writer out there doesn't take, take grants from the cultural branch of your government. Your government's got all these cultural branches that dish out cash to budding artists and things like that. But they also pay money to put in the, the PC updates into their stories and novels and children's stories, etc. to make sure it embeds and then subsequent fiction, movies and so on, will, will further reinforce that conviction, whatever it happens to be. Works perfectly well. They've done so many studies on it. So you are a compilation of all, you are, in fact, you are the outcome of all your conditioning. Conditioning by multi-billion dollar think tanks across the whole planet. But try and tell that to the average person. It, it, as long as they think they're okay. I'm okay. I, and I watch TV and I laugh and so on. That's it. Forget it. That's, that's what the elite always wanted. People who don't care what's happening around them in the world. As, as long as it's over there somewhere, or even in a big nation like the U.S. As long as it's happening in some other coast in the U.S., they don't care. It's like that. It's so simple, isn't it? It's human nature. You've been taught to be that way. Narcissistic. And egocentric. The world revolves around you. Live in your little bubble. Don't get involved in bigger things. Forget first and last causes and all the rest of it. And just be a good citizen. And, and the, the state tells you all the time what a good citizen is. They tell you, oh, what a bad citizen is too. If you say the wrong thing or even ask a question that's taboo. <gasps> Heaven forbid. But that's the world you're living in, folks. It's not yours. Not yours. Designed by specialists. Just like most of your time is whittled away in entertainment. And what is entertainment? It's producers and writers and all these different specialists working to pass your time with the thoughts that they create. Not yours. You're given one chance at life. One chance. And most folk, when you add up the, how much entertainment they guzzle up, as entertainment, it's staggering. Staggering. And if there was such a thing as the pearly gates, they were asked what they did in their lives. I'm sure whoever the gatekeeper is would be awfully bored. Listen to the same stories over and over again about the TV series they watch and this and that and the other. Because that's, that's what we've been reduced to. Bertrand Russell said the same thing. Most folk don't want to think, he said. You know what? That's also true, and he was well aware of it when he said it, that an elite who create fear and uncertainty, economic and all the other things in a person's life, fear itself will make a person switch off. And they will seek out fantasy and something that seems so hopeless. You understand how well 
we're understood. And don't try and make someone think for themselves. And remember, thinking for themselves doesn't mean they start parting everything you say. Because then they're not thinking for themselves. Because if, if they are, they'll be using their own words, the, the way that they would say something, etc. But the art of starting folk to think for themselves is also very ancient. And it's the biggest enemy the elite have ever had down through time. Now I'll be doing a lot more shows in a little while. And rather than just get tied up in today's fear and today's uh, terror and today's story, I'll, I'll be touching on some of them, of course, to, to show you why they're there in the first place. But uh, I, I'd uh, like to go into other, other areas as well, because when something becomes mainstream, it's lost its revolutionary force. It's no different than music, like the bad boy music. The bands, the old bands that they had, and the heavy metal all being nasty, nasty. But when that stuff's used in advertising and so on to sell things, then it's mainstream. It's the same with what people used to call patriot system. It's mainstream. It's showbiz. When the message is from the medium, the medium is a message. And it will always be so. So you have to think for yourselves if you want to. But if you do want to, there's something that will drive you to it. That little spark. Keep an eye on the website, cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And uh, I'm glad to hear from so many of you all the time. And keep in touch with me as well. And I'll keep in touch with you to see how things are going on. And from Hamish, my pooch, and myself from Ontario, Canada, it's good night. May your God or your gods go with you. <laughs>